Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Tail, and I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it hanging, Ryan? Well, it's good, Joe. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah, just got done watching a bunch of TV with the missus while I was building a new buggy that Joe 3 won in Omaha. Yeah, what uh, what are you building it? Two or four or whatever? Building it for a spec buggy just for the simple fact Joe 3 hates to practice and I got to trick him into more wheel time. <laughs> okay. I mean, he loves to race, hates to practice. Those two things don't go together well. Right on. So before we get going... We are brought to you this week by the Blooming Prairie RC Park. They are located basically right in the middle of town of Blooming Prairie. Um, They have cover driver stand. They have rental transponders. They have car rentals. Nate's got a ton of cars. You bring in, and if you have a car, you don't know if it fits in a class. If it's an off-road vehicle, bring it down there. They'll find a place for you to run it in. Um, also they're having a big cancer benefit race, September 11th. So I plan on being there, weather permitting. They race from when the snow melts to when the snow flies. Hey, you've been down there before, Joe. I haven't. Uh, what did you think? I enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot of that old school RC. You know what I mean? It was loose a lot of good racing um the jumps were different for sure but they're they're building their jumps more consistent but it was a fun track like oh you know what so dang it, i forgot to bring this up in the last time we did an ad read my lap time was blown away by like four seconds <laughs> as was expected yes but to be fair they uh did a bunch of improvements on the track. Okay. So I'm going to go down and crush it again, I think. <laughs> no, okay. I'm going to try. I, uh, I'm going to try, Ryan. We can do a poll and see how many people agree with you. Oh. How many people right. think Junior's going to crush it. No, you know what's going to happen? Kyle's going to go down there first and be like, F you, dude. Kyle. Holmberg. Oh, yeah? Is that what, is, did he say he's going racing down there this year? No, but if I were to put a, if you were to put out a challenge like that, it just seems like something you might do. He is kind of a little bitch like that. <laughs> nah, he is awesome though. He he's just very, 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 very competitive, which is also good. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, you and I have done a ton of racing. We're doing our normal every other week show but it feels like we've been gone for a month because we've been so busy Well, we did take a weekend off on my count i'm pretty sure that we took two weekends off in between shows so this is the first show in three weeks oh dang i think you're right because you wouldn't have you know you were probably in transit or maybe even still racing at the jaycon race last sunday yep yep how was it Let's talk about that. You went to a big race. What did you think? How did it go for you? I went to a big race, and the only class I did well in was a class was my throwaway class, which was stadium truck. Okay, and how did that go? Uh, great. Um, only a couple positions away from bumping into the A main. 
Um, had a great battle with some old friends with um, Rob Sturgill from Colorado and Brian Cox from South Dakota. Uh, Brian and I have been right ra- racing together for years and years and years. Rob, yeah, I know raced... that name. He he made his way to the 510 a few times in the last few years. Yes, he has. Um, then Stock Buggy, man. So qualifying day, I'm sitting there on a good pace, and then all of a sudden it would just fall on its face, and I would just totally be out of grip by the end of the race. I'm like, what the hell? And then the, my tire foams would be absolutely rock hard. My foams were freezing. Okay. There's nothing they can do. It was extremely cold in Omaha. It hadn't oh, okay. been that, it hadn't been that cold down there in like 20 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, I did crappy and stock buggy. I also did not have the horsepower. I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna run it. And then mini truggy. Ooh. So I pit with a bunch of great guys. You know, we pit with the Minnesota crew i went down there and pitted with brad sandvig and then um i was with kp kp rains in july were across from me and then it was like clayton cartluca and joe scaramel and the dolan family all in like one table it was awesome okay. so i go to clayton i go okay watch us first run i know you're a frugal character so you're gonna give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whether I buy a Techno and build it between the rounds. Because I was up in, like, heat number three, and then I was up again in, like, heat number 18. I had that big of a gap. Okay. Clayton actually sat and thought about it for a while after he watched it. Because my original setup I had in there was deeply exposed, and it was rough on that big of a track and it was shown and he's like let's throw the kitchen sink at it so with Clayton and Joe Scaramel's help we just they just threw all these ideas at me and I made a bunch of changes and we made it better round number two was pretty good um I spent half of the round it if I would have been used to it it would have been an a main run um, it wouldn't have gotten me in the A because it was qual points, but it would have been an A main style of run. And then round three, I shattered a front dog bone. And then it's like, whatever. So main day comes. I'm in the middle of the B, out of the C main. And the, it went down to a, like a pretty full C. Main day comes. I go out and I practice with it twice just to get used to it. I'm like, I like this. It's good. It's good. I'm confident. Warm-up laps for the B main. I shatter the other dog bone. I should have known better. I should have replaced both. Bummer. Yeah, so I was out of that early. So the only good run I had was truck because I took like fourth or fifth in the E of stock buggy. Expert stock. But the run I did still would have put me somewhere decent in the intermediate A-main. So I was oh, okay. I was in the proper class, for sure. Right on. Well, I'm sponsored. Uh, I'm sponsored, I should. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's get it out there. 
Oh, I'm well, saying I'm, I'm sponsored. I shouldn't be in the independent class. Nobody sponsored should be, and I don't think they. I thought were. it was a. I thought that was always a chassis sponsorship. No, it's, uh, at the Plex, it's any kind of sponsorship. Okay. So. So if you get a deal on your cow RC utter butter. Yep. You got to run expert. The second I got a DRC sponsorship, because they were the first sponsorship I had in a really long time, I was no longer eligible. Well, good for you for being truthful and ethical. Well, I mean... Not a lot of that going around the RC pits these days. I don't feel like being called out on my bullshit. <laughs> right. So I just don't do it. Sure. So, anyway. So, stadium truck, was that open or stock? 13.5. So okay. I was still down on power because it was my batteries, but it was still a really fun run. Okay. Right uh, real quick, also, Joe 3 took fourth in plex spec it would have been second overall um with the two-wheel drive buggies there were four two two-wheel drive buggies i think first and third were wheelers okay so no he he did well he drove well yeah and then in a Great. random number drawing for plex spec he won a b6.2d how about it, huh? Ah, dude, I was pumped for him, and he was See, really. See, your kid excited. can win. You, you though, Joe, you are a loser. Dude, you cannot I am, play scratch offs. I'm still can't. doing that stupid tactical drawing thing, and I'm down like zero and thirty-seven. Yeah, zero and thirty-seven, Ryan. Donut hole. I know. Yep. I still do it. I don't know why. But the kid, the kid's a winner. I should have him like make my picks on shit from now on maybe he could i guess a, yeah he is give you a stroke of good luck maybe so yeah it it was just a really good time at the plex awesome. great people um i finally got to meet jason in person talked to him for quite a while he's a good dude he hasn't you're really good at using first names on this podcast oh sorry jason rona sorry all right and who is he? The owner of J Concepts Racing. There we go, Joe. I know, I know, I know. It's so, not just a conversation. I mean, it is. It is. But we're, I, we're talking to a plethora of RC enthusiasts, at least at least seven. Some, that we know sometimes I forget about that. Like right now I'm twiddling with a Pinewood Derby weight while looking at all my bobbleheads. <laughs> what do you got bobbleheads of? Uh, myself? Oh boy. Just, Jesus. I did not make it. It was uh being in a wedding gift. Oh, cool. Um, That's pretty unique. Yeah, it was it is cool. It's when I had hair. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Okay. I got two You got a Jesse the body. Yep, I got two Bruce Buffers. I got a okay. Chuck Liddell. I got uh I I got like 12 fighters. Your your bobblehead of the body is it when he was a wrestler? Nope, is when he's the governor. <laughs> okay. It looks like he's standing. He's got his foot on an eagle head. Sure. Right on. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I love bobbleheads. I've got. What do I have? I have. Oh, I got a Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Awesome. He's holding Snoopy in his arms. I think it was a McDonald's thing and it not all that long ago too some people are probably like oh yeah i got that stuff when i was a kid too no i got it as an adult <laughs> um 
but I noticed that there was a Peanuts theme going on probably like sometime in the last 10 years at McDonald's. And I was like, hey, can I, how much do I got to pay to have Charlie Brown holding Snoopy? And yeah. they just, I think they just felt bad for me that that's what I needed <laughs> in that moment as an adult male. And they gave it to me. But my other one is just Snoopy. Nice. He's super cute. Nice. Uh, and and that's the bobblehead segment here on the Ran Out of Talent one, show. One of these days, I got to send you a picture of my tchotchke shelf. I got Peter Griffin fighting the angry chicken. What does tchotchke mean? Just, I got bobbleheads. I got a Billy Beer can. I got um, an Anoka Halloween, par- uh, Halloween parade beer can. <laughs> what? I have a Pope action comic. I have a 1999 police interceptor like model car. I got South Park models. I have. Um, Is the Pope the hero or the villain in that? Comic? I never took it out of the sleeve. It's a like a rare. It's not a. It's not expensive. It's just rare. Okay. So I don't know. I never read it. I got a clown smoking a cigarette. A picture of. I mean, I got a lot. I got um. My winning mug from the Sean Neary Memorial Race. Oh, cool. Yeah, for vintage. Did, was, was that at um, Lucky 13? Yes, that was the first one. Cool. I didn't know you ever even went there, yep. to be honest with you. Yep. I went there a few awesome. times. So I got Did you it. ever have your series there? No, I wanted to, but it just never really worked out. Sure. I, I always felt it was a little far, and I think that was a mistake on my end. Right on. Hey, that's that's kind of a neat thing. Like, we've never really went into depth or even, I don't even think we've really glazed across the fact that um, you had your own RC series at one time. The, uh, Super, the Super Saturday series, right? Yeah, I, even, I took down the Facebook page. I just was sick of people PMing me about it constantly saying, you should bring it back. You should, and I, like, I'm done. Yeah, it's like if you if, if you want to run a tenth scale dirt series, fucking by all means, I would buddy, love we'll to show up. One. But we don't want to run one. Nope. Well, it's not just that things got funky. Yep. Um, oh, we did talk about this. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, but for there, the people that haven't heard about it, give us a little bit of background. So, I had my own series that um, the so like Ben, who's going to be on later supported all minnesota racers supported it and then i had a little bit of a falling out with uh one of the track owners like three years in and then things went south and i was trying to put together a schedule and then there's a rumor that somebody was going to test out my liability insurance and i'm like i'm done i'm good i just don't need this so as i was in the middle of putting it i almost had a schedule together and then i just go fuck it no more just no what year more. would that have been the what would that then have been the final season i think the final season was 2014 okay so you were putting together a 15 series yes i was putting together 2015 sure when i first started practicing in 15 that was one of the first things that I found when I was digging around Facebook trying to find places to race my cars yep. as I was kind of getting out of, not getting out of, but um, I was driving dirt oval locally in Brainerd at a 
you know, just a track that a bunch of us hung out at yep. and played at, no racing. But I I was off-road curious, and <laughs> that was one of the first things I came across was the Super Saturday Series, which I knew was 10th scale. I was previously aware of the Minnesota Nitro Series, which I then, you know, rediscovered as the MNRC Series, but I didn't have any 8th scale cars at that time, so I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to go there and run stock buggy. So I had... Yours was one of the first that I looked into, and I was really bummed that it, it no longer existed. Sure. Um, and, you know, I didn't expect to make money. I basically broke even, which is super cool. Yeah. But I was hoping by the third season I would have made a little bit of cash. Because right. pe- people don't realize awards are expensive. But, you know, also every... Awards every, are super expensive. Every, I, I did them for a couple events at the bike park yep. and instead of going into the, the pocket, the very, very shallow pockets that we have there yep. from donations, I was like, well, I'll pay for it because I didn't even ask you guys if you wanted me to do these events. And so I got uh, medals made because I wanted it to look really good. And holy shit, did I lose? Well, obviously I lost my ass. I yeah, didn't charge did. anything for the event. Holy crap, man. So I, I feel you there. Well, that and all the pictures that were on there, which I'm sad, are gone now because I thought I had a backup, and I did not. But, oh, bummer. So there were a couple people, a couple different people that took pictures, like Julia did around, Julia Van Dalen. Sure. And um, Silver Bullet did around, but it was mainly Greg Gerton's stepsister, Nicole, and... I paid whoever was taking pictures a hundred or a hundred and fifty around to take pictures. Oh yeah, that's a, you know, and that's not even a lot for a person to sit there and spend all day photographing. But it's a lot to you because it's RC racing. It's not yeah. we're not paying sixty dollar entry fees like a motocross well, track. And like the MNRC, you know? to be totally clear, takes five dollars per entry. Well, mine was right. a sliding scale. I took five for the first, third for the second on through. So I wasn't yeah. even making close to the same amount of money the MNRC was. Right. Anyway, enough about that old stuff. I mean, it was... Super Saturday series. Yep. You don't... I always thought about if... Uh, if... um, I don't know. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not. I'm going to stop you before you even say a word and say it's probably a horrible idea. Yep, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh. Running, running is. I don't. You know, big ups to the track owners. Oh let's, sure. Let's just do. Let's just do our racers minute. That's where we do shout outs to yep. random people in RC. I got a few here on the list, but first of all, all of you track owners slash race directors, it's it's so thankless. Um, it's a labor of love. Nobody's getting rich. Few are even making money at it. So, um, yeah, big, big thank you. Yes. People that are running races that we like to attend. Right. Yeah, totally. And that just basically covers mine too. Yeah. Uh, other shout outs I've got in the racers minute segment tonight. Uh, Tony, a main We haven't seen him in at least two years. Uh, I believe the last race that Connor and I drug him out to was the Sub-Zero Challenge at the 510 Raceway two years ago. We got Tony to show up at Dollar, Dollar Hobbies Raceway, Woodbury, Minnesota, on Friday night. And we thought he was just going to come wheel our cars for a little bit. Uh, 
the only one that planned on racing that night was me and all three of us ended up racing. Nice. So Tony came, didn't have a car with him. And I said, Hey, or he told me he still had a techno EB 410. And I was like, Hey, they got wheeler wheels and tires right downstairs. If you go buy some, I'll glue up your tires while you go home and get your stuff. And when you get back here, your tires will be ready. And that's what we did. We hooked him into racing and therefore Connor was there pretty much the whole day with me, but he didn't plan on racing. He's trying to take a break from it. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to stay. You know, he's having a good time with his cousin, this and that. I'm like, Oh, Connor, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You, yeah. you know how things have been going lately. And, and that's how they went, unfortunately. But, um, until the racing started and the frustrations built and, you know, the bombs went off and we all shit the bed. Tony did good. Um, we were having a, a blast of a day. So shout out to Tony, uh, Mike Barlow. I'm so sorry that you had to sit by me and Connor. We were <laughs> bickering like a couple, like an old married couple <laughs> all day and all evening. And he was right by us. Um, and then Saturday we both, you and I went to the five ten, and Ross Judnick and I were kind of trading uh, favors back and forth throughout the day. So I just wanted to thank him for all his help. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, no. Awesome. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out to the awesome Minnesota crew. I sat next to for all of INS for, I was a chatty ass Kathy. I think I, this is literally, it was literally the first time I ever pit next to Clayton. Literally. The first oh time. yeah. Yeah. I, like literally the quietest most reserved fast guy that we have i talked his damn ear off for four days oh man i can't believe he didn't just put headphones in he tried (laughs) (laughs) hey hey tapping him on the shoulder yeah clayton and another thing yeah and then you know i i rode down with up and down with brad and we did not turn on the radio the whole 12 hours of driving oh right on yeah it was yeah, just what's, awesome. What's happening in the in the B Rad man's life? I haven't seen him for a few weeks. Just you know, working, racing, coming up with cool ass car stands that come out of nowhere. Did you see that thing? No, I haven't seen a stand yet. I bought uh, I bought a tool yep. from him. So hoping to see him, you know, in the next month or so or whatever. And not only that, just to um, to race some touring car with him. Right, sure. He's um, getting excited to run some more on-road here pretty soon. Good. Um, what else? Oh, um, well, how'd you, how did you team up with him for a driving side of things? He he lives, like, way out west no, or something, he doesn't. doesn't he? He lives two towns over. He lives in Monticello. I had, I had no idea. I, I yeah. thought he was, like, out towards uh, Fargo or no. Detroit Lakes or something like that, and I was way off. No, he lives fairly close to me, but... um. So he didn't get in the race until Tuesday because people canceled. Okay. And sure. I'm like, I don't know if he'll be able to go, but I was still planning on driving. I give him a call. He's like, give me 15 minutes. 15 minutes later, all right, we're riding together. It's like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Dude, it was just a fun trip. It was frustrating. RC-wise, it was frustrating. Yeah, how were you able to manage that? Because both – both you and I have been struggling a little bit lately with our emotions on race days. The only so. time I, I really get emotional at 
INS because, you know, I don't want to be that guy in front of a bunch of pros be like, ah, this is bullshit. And really nothing that happened was anybody else's fault but my own. So am I going to sit there and yell at myself? The track was wonderful. The racers I raced with were clean and awesome. (laughs) That helps. Yeah, exactly. It was all all me, man. All me. Um, So, yeah, you can't, you can't. And the only time I got mad Saturday is when Chris goes, I'm going to water the track when I literally fell on my ass on a slippery spot in the middle of the track. Sure. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> was that from, uh, was that just condensation drip from the ceiling? I don't know what it was, or? but that's when he told me, watch my mouth. And when he goes, I'm going to water, I go, what the? And you told me, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was acting like a mother hen. I know you were. <sighs> so, anyway, um, are we going to talk about saturday and dollar and other things or are we gonna give ben a call oh sure yeah i'll uh i'll give ben a call and um yeah we'll see how that goes we still... i have two different bens so we're gonna have to try it a couple times <laughs> maybe we'll but, do it. um yeah saturday wait saturday at dollar no friday yeah you i did. did the last two fridays at uh dollar hobbies okay that one didn't work so I'm going to try another Ben Savakul contact. And, um, yeah, the last two Fridays, one was off-road, one was on-road. And then I also did the on-road Sunday prior to that. So I've, I've been getting a lot of racing in for the people that know me well, that know that, you know, I don't actually race all that much. Yeah. I, the thing I do the most is talk about it on here. You've been uh, racing a lot lately, though. Yeah, yeah. Been, I, I caught the bug, and uh, I was going after it, having a lot of fun running clay cars, running on-road cars. Um, just been having a blast in general. The, then you I'm ca- struggling. Then you call me crazy. You call me crazy when I go home and I wrench on my cars after <laughs> a race day. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I got a wild hair up my butt. I, I yeah. built a touring car. And it required, um, you know, having to learn a lot of little things in a short period of time, all the things that I wanted to do. I've, I made some mistakes along the way. It, it took me forever to build the kit, and I had no idea how intricate they were. Because oh, when I the last time I owned a touring car, I bought it almost ready to run, Yep. and I never technically broke anything. So I didn't learn anything about that car because I wasn't doing anything between the runs. You know, I was freehand gluing the tires. (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't eliminating tweak. I wasn't checking anything. I I wasn't checking camber, uh, nothing, ride height, droop, none of those things. But you Um, see the way I wrench comes from that side of the world because before I started on road, I started on road in 1997 myself. Seniors, seniors always been running some kind of on road, but I started in 97. I didn't check any of that shit on the off road vehicles until I learned it in on road. I'm like, well, some of this has to translate. Yeah, for sure. 
anyway. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I ran some 12th scale a few weeks ago at Dollar. Then I ended up running touring car uh, two Fridays ago. I ran off-road there last Friday. And all the while, all of those weekends, I was also running at the 510 on yep. Saturdays. Right. Um, I, I'm officially burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm... I'm half reluctantly gonna race this Friday, most likely because my friend Benny yep. will be at Dollar Racing, and um, yeah, I, I don't want to leave him high and dry because I'm the one that hoodwinked him into buying a carpet off-road car. Um, so I'll do that on Friday, and that'll probably be it for my weekend, and then I'll be just on pins and needles, waiting for the track to go back to on-road. Yeah. So I can rip that touring car again. And also, I want to get back to my Spec 12 and get it faster. The last time that I was there at Dollar Racing Spec 12, I was significantly slower than the fast cars. I just happened to put together the most consistent run. So I was able to win, but definitely not with the fastest car. And so the the main wasn't all that much fun because the whole time I was just watching Dan Oliveras take huge chunks out of me because yep. his, he was just ripping and, uh, he ran into bad luck, probably created a little bit of his own too. You know, I obviously I didn't get to watch his race, but, uh, I heard him, I heard him <laughs> banging off of barriers here and there and stuff. Yep. And, uh, thanks to that, I was able to get an on-road win. So nice. that was cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm still just... trying to raise Ben Savakul. That's who we're having on the show That's tonight. Fine. I'm going to try to catch up with him. Neither you nor I have been going to the toy box lately. So trying to get a, a guy that's been going yeah. quite a bit. I, I've been and, thinking uh, next week. So I'm actually excited to race next week because I made changes to my truck and I want to see if it worked. Sure. Um, yeah, Saturday was rough but good. Because I only ran two classes, so I had time. Yeah. I, I popped a servo in the mini truggy. So I had to take the one out of my stadium truck and put it in. And then um, Tor watched it, and he's like, dude, your truck is gnarly. And I ended up changing all my diffs again. And I, I kind of wonder, he's like, your car, he goes, your car is dying in the corner. I wonder how much of that was because my servo was going, because that's the run he okay. watched. Because I came in as just like really locked up on one spot. Sure. But anyway, so I replaced diff fluids and did a whole bunch of crap, and the truck was good. Um, for the mini truggy main, I broke a rear hub, and thankfully Chris waited for me, which he didn't have to do. But. I mean, how long was it? Was it even was it even five minutes? Was what five minutes? Me replacing that hub. If uh, I couldn't tell you because I was so thankful that you broke your truck right then. Yeah. Um, all day long I kept breaking my mini truggy because I was trying to drive the track the way that's the most fun for me. Yep. But it, it's also I end up taking a big risk in one of the areas, sure. and I I wasn't on point or. I mean, I'm never on point, but I wasn't in whatever zone I normally am. Yep. So uh, I broke the truck several times throughout the day. I never had time to set a Supercross Fantasy lineup. 
So we were sitting up on the stand, and when you had that problem, I looked down at my phone, and I was like, holy shit, it's four minutes until the night program starts. If I don't get a team in, I'm not going to get any fantasy points tonight. So the whole time that you were doing that, I was having a fire drill on my phone trying to pick eight Supercross guys that I thought were going to get me decent points. So I was super thankful that you did that, by the way. And it was the end of the day. It, It was already a long day. I mean, I don't. Not a single one of us really gave a shit that we had to to wait for you. You you were having a decent mini truggy day, and I think it was worth the wait. So yeah, uh, what I what I didn't what I didn't get was now every race director has their own style. Um, yep. When I was running races at the five ten, I was kind of trading off with Ben a lot uh, during the Steve Basie yep. Basie era, and. Um, I wouldn't give racers minutes for the heats. No, I'd give one. I'd give one for the main. That's fine. But I, um, we had a we had a lot of people that weren't ready to race on a busy day. Hey, we got Ben. There's Ben. Ben on the program, and uh, well, I can see your face, but nobody on the show is gonna be able to see your face. So this is literally uh, just for my benefit. Uh, That's probably a good. That's probably a good thing. Yay for me. Yeah. How you doing, Ben? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Good evening. It's It's been over a year since you've been on Ran Out of Talent, so thanks for coming back on. Yep. You've I been running it. at the Toy Box a lot lately, and Ben and I, um, we're both big proponents of the Toy Box, but we haven't been there lately, so what's the latest and greatest over there? Um, well, it's been a kind of an up and down year. I, I suppose it's like that, been that way for everybody, but, uh, they were, when we were not running yet, we hadn't gone back, Sam and I hadn't gone back to racing yet. They had, uh, you know, they had one race where they had, I think a hundred entries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a long day. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Uh, now it's kind of hit and miss whether we have uh 30 to 35 entries. So I, it, okay. it's, it is what it is. There's always good talent there. So uh, last week there was a great race between uh, Tony Slutton, uh, Dave Larue, and Sam um, in in thirteen uh, five wheeler, and that was cool. a heck of a fun to watch. So cool. Does Sam have a thirteen five now, or is he still doing the the slow it down method? No, he's got a he's got a thirteen five. He hates it. I mean. <laughs> So he's you go there holding out hope each time that yeah. he's going to be able to run mod. Pretty much, sure. He vastly prefers mod to the thirteen five. So, have you have you guys hit on a weekend where he was able to race that class yet? No. Oh no. We uh, we stuck a seven five in after the racing was done one day just to give it a shot just to see what it was like, and he was like all giddy and happy and excited. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it just hasn't happened. So I, I can, uh, you know, I can, I can agree with the sentiment. It, uh, for a, for a good driver, uh, when you have that extra power, there's a lot of neat things you can do with it. Yeah. It can, it can get you into a little more trouble, but it, it can get you out of a lot of it too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and this, this latest layout at the toy box has got, uh, a quad section in through the center that is just, yep. It is so much fun when you when you can single triple it, um, and the the stock buggies, the thirteen five buggies, can just barely do it. And you, you so okay. you get to do it at so, the beginning of the race, and then 
do it again. After I, I'm kind of curious about all your guys' 13.5s in your cars. Or if wheelers don't get the same amount of area as a two-wheel buggy. Because with my two-wheel buggy, okay, at the 5.10, there's a triple. With the 13.5 Blinky, I can make that triple with the 13.5 in my car. And at the at the toy box, that single triple, I can do that every single time with my two-wheeled buggy with the 13.5. So that's why I'm. Then you, then you're cheating. I'm not. <laughs> am not actually. Actually, I was just before this. I explained how my stuff is way slow on the national stage. Yeah. Well, are, I mean, you're Tony. comparing a you're comparing a fifteen hundred gram vehicle with a what eight what is Wheeler these days eighteen something or seventeen fifty yeah. or well that's what... a lot of the there's a lot of the Wheelers. Uh, the guys that he's running, that Sam's running against, are in the 1600s, probably high 1600s, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, pushing almost 1900 with his EV410, and we have done absolutely nothing to lighten it up. Yeah. I mean, yep. If it, it is what it is, uh, he doesn't like running stock, so he's not really going to do a whole lot in order to make it work perfect. Uh, and we love the Technos because they're big, tough vehicles anyway. So sure. why would we? you know, take away from that. So we're just kind of, we're just kind of doing it like it is right now. And he's living with it. And, uh, he actually managed, managed to win. He probably shouldn't have won the race, but, uh, I mean, Tony was just lights out fast all day long. And, uh, uh, his car looked amazing. He could probably triple. I mean, if he, if he was careful rolling the single right at the beginning of that section, he could triple probably nearly to the end of the race. You but, have uh, to be perfect on that single but, to triple it with the 13, yep. five. What I like about the mini truggies is you can just kind of lay it up in that single and then still crank the triple and be fine. Well, that's the that's the wonderful thing about mini truggies. Anyway. It is. This is what I remember about being there. I think I was there a month ago on uh, Wednesday. It was the night that I finished putting together my stadium truck, and uh, the guys in in two wheel drive short course were gracious enough to let me run with them. But anyway, I was watching Mini Truggy that night because I didn't want to race it. And um, there's a lot of guys that don't need to be trying that triple out. No. Yeah. They're doing it every lap, and holy balls, it is a wreck fest. Yep. I, uh, there is, there's a lot of places where you can, you can kind of get yourself into some trouble. And actually, honestly, that's what Tony, that's what lost Tony that race. Uh, he tried to triple a couple of times early on in the race and he just kissed the last part of the jump uh, with the back end of his buggy and flipped it completely over. And that's a long way for the marshal to run. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, if you're, if you can't land that triple, it's a long way to run and for the marshal, and is. you're it's not a good idea. I mean, no. <laughs> but it's also not all that fun to to single double single or any of the other icky crap that the uh, that the guys are having to do in order to get through that section either. So, so what classes is have you been running at the toy box, Ben? I've been doing mini truggy and four wheel short course. Nice, no two wheel buggy. I uh, so. Here's the deal. I was running all three of those classes at one point, and I got to the stage where, and, and this is usually what you find when you're racing RC, is that two classes isn't enough. Three classes is too many. Exactly. <laughs> I had to choose one to get rid of, and I chose the one that was that I liked driving the least, and by far that was my two-wheel drive buggy. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, that's like 
so I'm still doing absolutely everything for Joe three. So that's like running three classes. Yeah. I tried running three classes. Well, I did it at INS because there was enough time, but I tried doing it at the Rumble, and I'm like, oh, that was a terrible idea. Terrible. Yeah. Ben, are you it's, racing this weekend? It can suck the fun right out of your weekend. It yeah, really we're going to be there. I think I'm going to come race you. Hey! Are you going, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I did say... <laughs> I'd, at the end of the race day on Saturday, I said, I'm effing done racing clay for a while. <laughs> then I'm going to have to come. I mean, it's, it's that yep. simple. Got to do it. I'm, I got to do because I haven't been to the toy box since things opened up here, which wasn't my intention. My intention was to split my time up. I've just been at the 510 because it's been easy. Sure. Yeah. And I, I really like the layout at the 510 and all that stuff, but I really like the layout at the toy box. Yep. You know, I wish I, you know, I love kickboxing and jiu-jitsu, and I wish I didn't have a fight coming up because at this point I would give it a break to race twice a week right now. Sure. But I got, they just announced it. I think it's April 16th is going to be my fight night. Ben, uh, well, we went over what you're doing now. Oh, let's talk about mini tees. Let's talk oh, about yeah. Mini T 2.0s. I'm a oh. new owner. So hey, you're an owner. Hey Ryan, this this is yeah. my area where I nap while you guys talk about mini tees, like back when I talked <laughs> about stadium trucks. <laughs> I got a mini T story when you guys are done. Perfect. Man, are you guys still this. playing in the basement? If I didn't have that mini T running out in my garage, I would have been weeks getting back into driving shape again. I'm old. Yeah. I'm, it takes time. So, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I kind of given up at a, a bit, a, a little bit on it right now, just because it's been so big on cold. I don't want to back the cars out of the garage to race in there, but I, I think it does do amazing things for your skills. I think uh, with Sam and I running at the same time, uh, he would, uh, he would dog me, you know, he would sit behind me and he quicker than me with those things too. But, uh, yep. he, he would drive behind me and pressure me. And that's the skill that I needed to work on. I needed to work on, try to hold somebody back. And he also needed to work on trying to, to, uh, pressure somebody into making a mistake. He's really pretty good at it, but it, you know, it was just one of those things that he felt like he could be better at. So sure. What are but you yeah, doing for about those? I mean, yeah, I got I got a lot of info for you there, man. I got I got a lot of setup <laughs> info and crazy things about the mini tees. I was all prepared to have like a five hour session at Dollar today, and ten seconds into my it would would have been my second run. So I did one run, and then I you know noticed very early on that the stock springs were way too soft. So I, I grabbed the, the stiffest set out of that set of three. I think it's gold. And I put the gold springs all the way around. And I went out to check it. I was doing, you know, radio settings the whole time. I turned my expo on the throttle all the way to negative 100. Because the, yeah. the, the brushless truck on carpet is so damn fast. It's just a wheelie monster. That's what and everybody says, yeah. Yeah, turned all that stuff down, and I just, I turned my brain off, too, and I jumped this really steep tabletop jump that they have in the middle, nosedived it, and I came down right on the front shock tower, which was one of the only 
spare parts that I did not buy when I was at Hub Hobby today. Just <laughs> broke my heart. And so I didn't bring anything else. I didn't bring my two-wheel drive carpet buggy with me to Dollar today, so I ended up leaving, going home, grabbing that. I had to switch over my clay to carpet real quick, which for me is just an electronic swap because I have the two chassis. Yeah. But still, you know, I 10, 15 minutes, and then I started doing things around the house. And an hour later, I got back to Dollar to do some driving. But my, my whole purpose of going there was I really wanted to – figure it out so that I can drive consistent laps there while full-size cars are driving. Yeah, good luck with that. Wow. <laughs> you know, those those things look like they just simply took their CAD models and scaled them down. <laughs> right. Really? I mean, they, they the pieces look exactly like what I remember the TLR pieces looking like for the, like the short course truck or the buggy or well, that- any other tent. You know, two-wheel drive stuff. That's what they did with the original Mini T was it looked exactly like a triple X T at that point. Was it triple X? Joe, what's your Mini T story? So I had, there's a guy who used to race at TCHR named Mr. B. Mr. B was getting out of it as TCHR was closing. He gave me his Mini T collection. It was like Four ready-to-run Mini Ts. Two of them were really pimp. And I had my fun with them. The wife and I had just got together. We were living in an apartment. I mean, we I don't even think we were a year into marriage yet. We're 15 years and two weeks from now. Um, yeah, we weren't even a year into marriage yet. And we, I gave it to, I'm like, you know what, the neighbor across the hall, He's a really nice kid. His mom is not a good person. He's never going to have a shot at something like this again. So I gave him the entire setup. And his piece of what, you know, mother sold it for meth money. Pawned oh, it off. Geez. I was so upset. Is the same kid that you hooked up with a stock buggy? No. Later, Years later. And... Follow-up question, is that kid still running that B5M or whatever it was that you put together for one of Joe 3's friends? Oh, are you talking? No, this was different. So I put together a B4. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I, I, I put together a B4 for that kid. From oh. what I heard, he still has it, but he no, he's no longer a neighbor. The dad straight on the mom, and she moved out with the kids, and I don't. <laughs> A lot, a lot of interesting things going. A lot of interesting family dynamics in Joe's neighborhood. Hey, Ben. Well, you know, everybody has to realize the fact that you know everybody might think that Junior is a dick, but you know he's actually an amazing dude, and he <laughs> helps people, and he looks out for kids all the time. And I've yeah. seen it happen, and I've just been kind of shocked at times. But I'm not shocked anymore. It sounds perfectly normal to me. Just a. I hate to say this in front of him, but he's actually uh, he's actually a decent person. Yeah, it took, it, it took many Contrary years. Contrary to popular belief. Yeah. It took many years of my wife looking at me going, really, you're going to be an a-hole like that? <laughs> so, no, but the, the reason I hooked him up was because at the point he was showing more interest in Joe 3 in racing, and he's Joe 3's friend, so it's like, what really got me into it was, yeah, I had a car and I loved it, but when we moved into the house in Elk River, where they're still at, 
I was buzzing my RC10 up and down the road. And this kid comes down the street on a bicycle. He goes, I got one just like that. And I'm like, bull crap. Nobody has anything like that. So he came back five minutes later with a RC10 just like it. And, then, <laughs> you know, that helped me really get into it. And that kid's, that guy's still one of my great friends today because, you know, because we met with RC cars. And he still yeah. always texts me about getting back into it. And it's like, eh, whatever. But, you know. That's that's the best part of the hobby. I mean, they got the Hanson family over at the toy box running right now, and oh yeah, it's like who a, done it? Like How about it? They, they show up. They show up there. They're all wearing the same clothes. You know, they got the they got the toy box sweatshirts on. I mean, they they look like uh, they look like some kind of race crazy race team. If somebody one of their cars breaks, all three of them, all the three of the rest of them are running out on the track. Yeah. Parts and fixed and all of this stuff—they're just amazing to watch, and it's been fun to—it's been fun to talk to them. You know, we're sending them setup sheets and uh, sure. trying yeah. to get them hooked up to the point where they're not—they're uh, not frustrated with their cars. I mean, that's—I love doing that stuff. That's exactly. the best part of the hub. Exactly, I think so too. And you know, people are still helping me today. Um, yeah, it, it's always circular. People will know more than you, and you'll—you just keep feeding the information down. Like I was saying, you know, Clayton and Joe Scaramel and a little bit Kyle Holmberg helped me with my mini truggy at INS. So, you know, it's like I've been racing for 33 years and I don't even know half of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That is the thing. And they they keep adding more stuff onto the cars, making it more complicated, too. Yes. I think some of it still, but at the same time, there's there's stuff that we got to learn. You can't You can't let it get ahead of you you end up uh, not knowing what you're doing and you end up looking like an idiot exactly you know it's i i really i'm building this b6.2 way different than i not way different but a little different than i built my b6.2 just because of a couple little things that i've learned over the last six months because i'm building one for joe three right now because he won one at ins so, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like stuff is clicking a little bit with the the tuning right now too. Uh, I just picked up some info from uh, Maluli a couple of weeks ago, uh, just yeah. about about kickup in general. And right, kickup's been one of those things that's kind of driven driven me nuts, just from what I felt on the car to what uh, setup guides and things like that were saying you were supposed to feel. And I think it's one of the things that's kind of made me struggle with my. Uh, four-wheel drive setups all these years years is just not understanding how kickup works and what sure. it can do for you well him and him and tor have been a great help with my new mini truggy because they're really i mean there's a few lozy guys but they're tor and chris kesmarzik and maluli are really the lozy guys you talk to on the clay side yep. about setup and like diff setup, I go to Chris, I'm like, I'm doing this. He goes, I'm doing this, so you should be doing at least this. So it's it's been a lot of help having them there too. Yeah. I don't know. Um the last the last wheeler I had that was actually a wheeler, not a mini truggy, had ball diffs. Oh jeez. The B forty four point two was the last wheeler I had that was a wheeler. Icky poo. 
Yeah, that yeah, was... the old 22-4 wasn't yeah. a whole lot of fun with that belt drive. Yep. Well, it was you know, just... it was a blast when it was going well, but just working on the thing was a freaking nightmare. I can't believe it's probably why I don't do any maintenance anymore, other <laughs> than uh, catastrophic surgery. Yep. Yeah. Because of all the time that I spent trying to keep that twenty two four going, I'm just freaking well, over it. See, I've rekind- wow. I've rekindled my love for wrenching because it keeps me from constantly snacking and gaining weight. <laughs> so. We did have a couple of speed controller failures this last week here. And then, you know, you can go for two years with not with no failures like that, and then in the same day, Sam had. Uh, uh, one of his uh, XR8 uh, hobby wings give up the ghost on his short course truck, and I had my XR10 Pro in my mini truck. He just fart and let out a puff of smoke. Ah, oh, bummer. Did you uh, did you go the the A main route of doing theirs? The, I don't even think you send it, or you probably still have to send it in, but. They don't refurbish it anymore. They just give you a deal on a new one. Nah, I'm just going to get a new one. Sam, sure. we're going to hold on Sam's and get him the, uh, we'll get him a, uh, the next gen that they have that they've released here now. Yep. Yeah. XR8 plus G2 or whatever the heck it is. Um, got some pretty cool features on it. So we'll hold off and wait until they start showing up in stores and get him one of those. He can pluck the one out of his e-buggy for right now and run it in his short course truck there. They're pretty much compatible, so. so still the SCT one that you're gonna go with, or the full-on eighth scale XR8. I like whatever it is now. Like the plus better. I really don't care for the short course version all that much. The short course version is what I've got in my short course truck and my uh, e buggy, and he's got the plus in both his short course and his e buggy, and it's just it's smoother it's more tunable it's uh i think it's a better speed controller personally it's it's better it's It's just so big it's huge it's a monster it's huge i mean it barely fits in the short course chassis but uh i mean yeah that's not gonna keep us from getting another one Oh, all right we're going racing at the what what do you got real quick i was gonna say i i learned um something about the b6 line of vehicles tonight that i'm gonna have to go through every transmission on my car now because um do you know so it comes with two caps for your shock tower i guess one's for a layback and the other's for a regular well really yeah Uh, and the one for a layback says layback on the bottom well i have one of them mismatching so that means on one of my vehicles, I have either a layback on a laydown or on my truck, I have a laydown cap on a layback because I have the layback on my truck. Huh. So, yeah, I got to go through a whole bunch of transmissions. Is that a 6-2 thing versus a 6-1 thing? No, no, they ain't change it at all. It's just huh. something I never noticed because I look at the two cap. If you visually look at them... If there's any difference, it's got to be only like a millimeter's worth of difference because I can't see it. Boy. But there's a difference. I don't remember that at all. I, I ran the layback for quite a while on mine, and uh, 
I can't remember if I sold it with the layback in it or if I sold it with the lay down. I think it was probably with the lay down. So I'm, I monkeyed around with the caps, and they both fit perfectly on the transmission too. So <laughs> there, there wouldn't have been a fit issue if, you know, I put the wrong one on. Yeah. So. All right, we're going to the toy box. Apparently the three of us, we didn't invite Junior, but he's coming. I'm coming anyway. And, uh. We should move on to the tech inspection segment. Uh, ben, oh. if you don't mind hanging out for a little bit, we'd we'd like to get your opinion on some of oh, these listener yeah. questions. Oh, yeah. Right on. All right. Have at her, Joe. First one's from Jeremy Oldham. Why is Ryan giving up on off-road for the winter? <laughs> I, th- I think Ryan just needed decompression time. I was running off-road today, Jeremy. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like I was... You know, having a mini emotional temper tantrum meltdown in the pits at the 510 and said F, FRC racing. I'm Dude. not coming back here, blah, blah, blah. Um, so at, uh, you don't know this, Joe, yeah. but at one point in the day, I discovered that my two-wheel drive stock buggy, it can fly 100 feet <laughs> and land on its wheels well, that's good to know. And not and not break anything. Uh, I, I went out. So I, somebody and they who they know who they are. Hey, this can this can blend into the drivers' meeting, which is new racer tips. Yep. When you're having a bad race. Yep. And you decide that you're done. Maybe your car broke. Maybe it didn't. But you decide you're done with that race. You quietly step back from the stand. Now, technically. We're supposed to stay up there for the entirety of the race and not disturb anyone else on the stand. Some right. places you just can't leave. They're not it's big not enough. Wide dog hobbies, enough. MMR, yeah. places like that, you can't leave. At the 510, it's pretty wide there. So I, I just I stepped back for about a minute. I collected my thoughts, and then I very, very quietly and gently just stepped away from the race. I don't think anybody felt me leave the stand and that's how you do that some people had tantrums and rage quit and go running down the stand and that's very distractive to everybody else that's racing so uh the driver's meeting tip of this show is if you're going to leave the stand do it quietly don't interrupt the people that are trying to you know stay focused on the race that they're having um, if you're a big baby like me and you decide to quit a race because you crashed one time and somehow you ended up two laps down Oof. from one crash, um, you very quietly leave. Try to make sure nobody sees you. Apparently, KP Reigns saw me javel in my car across <laughs> the parking lot. That wasn't my intention. I wanted to make sure nobody saw my little outburst. Unfortunately, KB did. KP did. But, uh, yeah, I left the building, and I just had to let out something. The, the most shocking so, thing of that whole situation is that you could throw anything 100 feet. Oh, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> I was an athlete. Before you decided that you weren't going to be a mouth breather anymore, I was an <laughs> athlete. We're going in opposite directions, though. You're losing weight. I'm finding it. Yeah, well, I... Uh, well, I'll add to your little driver's meeting thing there. If, if yeah. you're... And I, I have outbursts on the stands at times, too, and I, I try, I've tried to control this. In fact, I've thought about buying myself a pacifier 
But, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're gonna rage off the driver's stand like that, go head first. You know, just throw yourself <laughs> off the front edge. That, I mean, it is toy cars, and we got to remember that it's toy cars, and you, you can't. You got to take a time out. You got to take your ten seconds and calm down. And you can't jump online and you can't rage stuff out online right after a race is done. That's just not a good idea. No. You know, you gotta you gotta take a little breather and step back. No, no, I'm gonna. Well, I'm but gonna we do. Say, oh, go we, ahead. These these people that we're speaking to in generalities, but eh, maybe a little more specifically, we've had these feelings. This has happened to all three of us. If you race long enough, you're gonna have one of these days. Oh, it's yeah. just unless you're Jesse Stewart, so that's another uh, racers minute shout out yeah. to like the kindest dude ever in the pits, Stu Dog. You're gonna have those moments, right, I, where the I've race goes so bad, mad. you feel like the world is against you. I've even seen him get mad one time. Yeah, Boy. yeah, it happens to everybody. Yeah. It happens to Stu, but Stu does an amazing job of bottling it up. He walks out the door smokes a bowl and he's and everything is right with the world again right right i don't know what you're talking about greening i don't know what you're talking about there. yeah <laughs> um will brenton um he's the co-host of the hobbyplex podcast find that on spotify or youtube they're actually live right now i believe oh he, i'm not aware of them never heard of it he goes why is mod truck not as popular as it should be because it's hard. It's hard to drive. It's hard. That's why. It's harder. They're, it is. They're butt ugly right. and stupid. Oh, yeah. God. Right now, mine is so freaking easy to drive yeah. at the 510. I so was really mine. bummed. Um, I, I forgot my 7.5. So I went racing Friday night at Dollar Hobbies. Then I came home, started switching my cars over, did some tire prep. And so I got about three and a half hours of sleep before I went to the 510 Saturday morning. Yep. And I forgot my seven five sitting on the shelf. Oh so, man. Um anyway, my mod truck is so freaking fun to drive right now, Ben. Yeah, when you crash them, they're stupid. They flip over onto that stupid rear wing that they have, and there's no getting it back, and they're just retarded compared to a short they course are. truck. But man, when you are on with one, they're so much fun. They well. Are. I drive a mini truck. I can't talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, we love our mini truckies here on this podcast. Great, but they are but ugly. They are. Oh, they're, they're the worst. Um, <laughs> Jeff Choban is wondering, when is Junior going on-road racing with Ryan? Not this year, maybe next year. I am getting that 12th yeah. scale. You said scale you were going to come back with rubber tire 12th scale, but I think that's a terrible idea, and it, I think it's a terrible class, Okay. Too. Yeah, no, I you know it'd be stock twelve if I did anything. Um, then that'd be fun. Maybe it, uh, touring car. You would, you would have to wrangle some people up because it doesn't really exist at it, Dollar Hobbies. If I could try somebody's somebody's good touring car, like one of the top mm. guys, it, like if you're not a podium, How about not one of the top guys, but one of the guys that has the top touring car. Maybe. Is that a fart, Ben? <laughs> maybe. Are, are you groundhogging, Ben? Uh, uh, we do apologize. Uh, ben has a pet duck. Yeah. He stepped on it. Yep. Jason Chenard just says, Thanks, Ryan, for shutting off my radio at least a half dozen times. At least. I heard about that one. 
Yeah, and then uh, Tony Ehlers goes, can this world have more Ryan Greenings and Connor Ehlers in it? Can't think oh, those two gosh. enough for getting me out on a Friday night. And we that, had a lot of – we really enjoyed – it's it's difficult to get Tony to come play toy cars. For one, uh, his, his girlfriend, fiance, whatever she is, maybe she's a wife by now. I didn't get an invite. Um, she does not approve of grown men going to play with toy cars because, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't want Tony to be happy without her. Okay. I don't know. But – she doesn't approve of it, so he's got that strike against him. And then the other side is he—he he does all the the douchey suburban things, you know. He, for many many years, it was softball, and now it's golf, and it's like, oh, we, you know, we've make lost, me throw up. We've lost. I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something controversial here. Okay. We've lost too many. Men to wives who don't support them of having a hobby. So sad. It is sad, but they're also weak men. Why won't you put ben, your how foot awesome down? Is your wife? Uh, just well, she's sitting right next to me here, so be careful what you say, and I'll be careful about what I what. <laughs> honestly, she wants us gone. Yeah, on a Saturday, she's perfectly happy to have us out of the house because I fart and smell all the time, and I'm loud and knocked. So, yep. well, no, the yeah, the yeah. thing is, so we've seen it. We've all seen it over the years to where a guy gets a new girl either right away they quit racing, or in the case of some other racers, the wife's cool with it until the first kid comes out which that's understandable or the wife's cool with it until literally the day they get married i've seen that happen and it's like whoa they just did a total 180 on you there buddy what's the rest of your marriage gonna be like you know no they're just along for the ride at that point they're a passenger exactly but you know if tony was truly passionate about it i'm sure he'd put his foot down but Maybe he just wants to get out on a Friday night. Exactly. And I think we're going to make that happen. Connor uh, went from having no carpet buggies to having two in one week. <laughs> and he's he's leaving for Supercross this week. For whatever reason, he told Tony he could run his extra buggy. I would never do it because Tony is the most, you know this, Ben, he's the most ill-prepared person at the track. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Every time. Oh, for you forget sure. he's got a marshal every race. <laughs> <laughs> he so, was so good about marshaling on Friday night. I was super proud. <laughs> so we got we only got a couple more questions before we get into the big lump question that about a half dozen people asked. Sure. So I'm sure you guys do. Any of you listen to the No Name RC podcast? I'm a big fan of Keenan. I I haven't listened lately, okay, but on. it's not because I don't think it's a great show. Okay. Yeah. Well. Last week they had this dude on, and Rex is wondering about this. He goes, after listening to the No Name podcast, do you think using vegetable oil would be a good thing for a Minnesota track to try? And the reason why is because this track down in Australia, they mixed a ton of vegetable oil in with the dirt, like used vegetable oil. And it created a situation to where it's easier on tires you can predict what tires you're going to use week after week. Rainouts are rare unless it rains all day. 
the track doesn't blow out as much. And Does it look kind of like that? Uh, what's that molasses? track in like the Pil- the Philippines or whatever that's on molasses? Does yeah. it look like that? I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I heard them talking about it. Um, Is it ultra high traction? Uh, they said they run like M3 slide locks, so it can't be that high attraction. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, well, what's the cost effectiveness of it? What is, if well, you can't find used vegetable oil. Oh, you can find I it mean, all over. Okay. Well, the thing is, so he said it would cost a lot to do it right away. Is $3,000 to put it on right away. Woo! But now that it's in the dirt, every time they do a track change, it's only like, two or three hundred dollars worth dude that's a three grand is no joke for any of the people that are running tracks in this region no for sure well it depends are you running weekly you know it might be worth the loot to try i got a story about that actually um ben i don't know if you ran this race or not and so maybe you remember it for 10 scale so the big thing back in uh, 2013 or 2014, everybody was trying to glue the track, wood glue or something like that. Oh, yeah. And it was working well, working well. And then they're like, we got a generic form of rhino snot. And what rhino snot basically was promoted on BMX tracks is you, it's like a sealer. It's not hard on tires, but like when it rains, you squeegee it off and all that crap. So Super Saturday series comes along. The track looks terrible. It looks like the surface of the moon. But, big but here, it was awesome for the Super Saturday electric series. Uh, It was a little hard on tires early in the day, but once it grooved up, the track was wonderful. Now, the A scales come out the next week for the Evan RC, and that track explodes. It <laughs> was horrible. Um, I've never seen a track get that blown out, and that I that's when we were might might have still been running at Fisk's hobby farm. That was some of the worst blowouts I've seen at a track. So they never tried it again, even though come to find out that barrel of generic rhino snot was frozen at one point. And the majority of the solution was in the bottom third of the barrel and never got put on the track. (laughs) So I think that would be a better solution. What did you think of it, Ben? Did you try? Do you remember it? Uh, no, I don't remember that specifically. Uh, I do remember uh, the sugaring, the the Elmer's gluing, um, all the things that were tried. Uh, I know they tried something crazy up at LSRCC at one time. That, That's what I was talking, yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, as I recall that track, it was it was pretty amazing for the, uh, the Super Saturday race. Yep. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of putting garbage on the track, period. Other than water, sure. Um, I like the way I like the way that they do uh, ricks. Um, I would like to see them do more water and water it better. 
but I don't really want to see a whole lot more on the track than that. I don't have the budget to be affording ridiculous numbers of tires. Uh, I can't go two weeks and have to buy a new set of eight scale tires. Right. Well, the reason they did this, Ben, I should have been more specific was because they got a lot of rain and they're constantly having rain outs and it was, the track was constantly blowing out a ridiculous amount. So with the rain and all that stuff happening, it's like their regular club race was maybe like 10 entries. And then they got something that they could squeegee off on the same day's uh, rain day and race on later. That's why I was thinking, you know, something like that wouldn't be bad for Duluth because it's constantly raining up there. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right, though. It's tough. Uh, it. So he says it's easy on tires. If it's easy on, like, they're running M3 slide locks up there. So if it's easy on tires, I mean, but, man, that's a big gamble. What if you don't put it in right? What if you spend three grand and you don't turn it in the dirt right? And you just waste all that money. Yeah. There are a lot of big ifs. I don't know, man. I, uh, that's tough. I think you're right, but if you're in a drier climate, I like the black dirt that's just watered. Yeah. Every yep. once in a while, blow it off if you get so inclined to. You know when you're running at when you're running at FTR, you're running at uh, at Ricks, and they put water on the track. You can run those tires forever. Right. Sure. I mean, if it's, if it's watered up right and it's not 95 degrees and sunny and windy, uh, and that's what it's all about to me. It's just being able to get out there and race. That's all I really care about. Yep. Uh, I. I, I they talk about tire games and junk like that, and that's that's legit because you got to have the right compound and the right tread and all this but honestly um, having a, a decent set of tires on there is more important than any of the other stuff so if i'm if i'm running bald crap it's yeah. not going to work well outdoors no nope. period yeah i mean if you keep the track somewhat similar and in the summer in minnesota on a saturday on a sunny sunny day you're between 75 and 85 degrees you can zone, hone in on a set of tires really easily like that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, we got one more in quick before we go into a kind of a long spiel here. Uh, right RC just got one in. He says, what is the one city or spot you want the worlds to be in? I would say the Caribbean, but in a COVID world, maybe the U.S. or Amsterdam. I don't know. What about you guys? Oh, it's too small for it, but I would say the Hobbyplex. Yeah. Just because I'd, I would love to view it. I was in Vegas like the week before or the week after their Worlds, which, you know, obviously that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> that I... That I missed, you know, that type of occasion. Didn't, uh, did Angaro win that one? I don't remember. That nasty, no, Ronafalk. That nasty, blown out Vegas track. You know, that track's Ronifalk still there with that. the tube. What now? That track is still there with the tube. They oh, never, really? They never took it out. It's still in that empty desert. It's area. right by the, right next to the airport. Yep. Huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a really nice facility for an outdoor track. They had covered pits, basically like uh, a bunch of lean-to. Yep. That the pits were all under, so you could obviously they needed it to get out of, you know, Vegas heat even in the spring or the fall. Sure. That was a really cool place. They they had a 10th scale track that was dirt when I was there. So I was there before the Worlds then. Um, but then shortly after I was there, they started a 10th scale turf outdoors, which you and I, Ben, not, yes. not Ben, sorry, you definitely want nothing to do with turf. But, uh, Joe, you and I know that uh, yeah. outdoor turf is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Where would you like to see it, Ben? You want you guys? You want my honest opinion? Yeah, At the, I yeah. really couldn't care less about the worlds. I don't really care about anything outside of our region. Oh, I don't yeah. follow any of the big main, name drivers. That's not what I'm in it for at all. I don't really care about them. And I, so, you know, when we have a big event happening somewhere. I'm sort of aware that it's happening, but I really don't care. So, the thing is. I'm never going to make the world's not even through a backdoor way. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't ma- If it were to matter to me, it would have to be with a driving distance so I could just watch. And I don't think there are any sanctioned tracks close enough. Um, let's say if I were watching on Live RC, that track in the Philippines is awesome. That would be fun. That's a fun track. If you were watching back when Live RC had good coverage, yes, their coverage is atrocious. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't even believe that anybody pays for that bonus lap. Well, because that's not their because... bread and butter anymore, Ryan. They're in the software game now. Big motorsports actually starting to take over, and Live RC is probably going to change your name soon. Drop the RC and add like Live Motorsport because. We're no, we're a big nothing burger to the man who built his company. Yeah, they're uh, they're getting into BMX now too. I actually have a MyLaps transponder on my BMX racing fork. Nice. I remember when we didn't have a transponder, and there's just a lady sitting at the end with a clipboard. Right. It still is. They aren't using transponders for racing yet, but okay. uh, the track, the indoor track in Isanti has several lines down so you get um you get your gate time you get your time to the first corner and you get your uh finish time god so if you give them like three bucks on a practice day or a race day they'll turn that on so you basically what i use it for is my gates yep those first two are the most important the gate time and the first corner right after that if you're not in the lead i don't care how fast you are man you got to do something special to make a move <laughs> it is tough after that for sure yeah um so let's get into the biggest question we have and it's about driver etiquette we had a bunch of people ask i'm not going to read out all your deals but it's basically why was there no driver etiquette this week and why wasn't it being called out and why isn't it covered in the driver's meeting? Well, we don't even always have driver's meetings. So that's one thing. Okay. The only thing I could think of for driver's meeting is sportsmen, guys who haven't been racing a long time or haven't been there before. That's the only 
But I think everybody there has been racing long enough to know something about driver's etiquette. That's not necessary. I I think that type of assumption is what is leading to a little bit of a culture issue going on right now. Okay. Is making that assumption that everybody knows that. I don't think that's a given thing. I don't think it is. Ben really, I thought it would be a great. When you were running all those races for Steve, when Steve Bazy, Bazy, whatever his last name is, was uh, the proprietor or whatever you want to call him of the five ten, you did a great job of holding drivers' meetings, speaking to those newer people, and then also like laying the the ground rules for all of us. Well, and it's that's... it's it's fairly rare. And it drives me nuts as a race director to have people not listening when I'm doing the uh, the driver's meeting. Mm-hmm. Because you got, I mean, and it, it's, it's pretty easy to be distracted and not listen, but I'm not talking just to the sportsmen. I'm talking to everybody. And if you go to one track, there are normal people there are going to have one idea about etiquette. You go to a different track and it's going to be different. It is not the same at all tracks. There's a reason why I don't race at specific tracks anymore, and that's because I don't agree with the etiquette that's allowed at those tracks. All right. Well, I'm going to go with what I specifically saw this week in my racing and some of the racing I watched. Here's the deal. If you're behind somebody and it's four position and you're faster than them, but you can't find a clean way around, Sorry, but you're stuck in that position. There is no bump and run. There is no rubbins racing. None of that. You got to leave because it's sometimes fun to dive on the inside. And, you know, we've all done the touch two wheels. Nobody gets hurt, but you push them aside a little bit. But I was seeing blatant takeouts this Saturday. Yeah, if you get in. If you get in the inside of somebody and you scare them into twitching themselves out of the way, yeah. that's a clean pass. Oh, for sure. But there the is only nuance place that there. I'm okay with seeing body touch body is Pro Four. Yeah, because that is literally the scale one to one nature of Pro Four racing. Yes, but not not blatant takeouts. Yeah, there's that would if if we want to keep going with the scale. Uh, I don't know. I'm. It's late. I'm having yeah. brain farts. But <laughs> if we want to keep with the scale thing, you know, a little bit of rubbing in Pro Four is is acceptable in the real world. So I think it's kind of okay, especially in tenth scale indoors where there almost isn't room for two of them, and definitely yeah. not room for three. Right. In yeah. one corner. But if you need to use the other car to slow yourself down or to make that corner, that's that's shit racing right there. Yep. Yep. I agree. And then I didn't see the whole race, but it was at the B main of 13.5 Wheeler. There was somebody. Oh, that class is the worst class in RC. I, I know. swear to God. Every time I think of getting a Wheeler, I'm thinking of, okay, you don't need to put the money down to be fast, <laughs> but I'm me, and you know me, and I'm going to go balls uh, deep. Uh, well, I, I would disagree. In stock Wheeler, if you want to have a quote-unquote fast one, yeah. because we're not all Sam Savico. We can't run 97% consistency 
and let that make up for the fact that our car is not as fast as everybody else's. That is true. It, we're going to crash three times just like Joe is going to crash three times, just like Ben's going to crash two or three times. So you need a fast car to keep up with the other people that crash two or three times. Sure, sure. But what I and saw... And Stock Wheeler's a money pit. Yep. It really is. It is. So, well, the deal is what I saw was in 13.5 B-Main Wheeler... The guy in the last bump spot got intentionally taken out by somebody who was lapping, who he was lapping. Now, the deal there is I didn't see what happened before that, and there was some obvious anger behind it. Well, when you're getting lapped, you have to let that go. This no free passes crap, when you're getting lapped, is unacceptable. If you're getting lapped, you give them two corners because you got to give them the first corner, and then you can't just come pile driving into the second corner because you got a head of steam because you went wide to let them buy in a corner. You got to give them two corners to get away because you're going to lap down. Yeah. Your race is over. I mean, you're going for position, really, but really your hopes of bumping are long gone. So... I don't know, man. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I would like to go back and see what happened to it. I didn't watch any racing that I wasn't marshalling. And I'm, I like to pride myself on I'm pretty good at, I pretty much fix my focus at one point on the track where I can see a bunch of stuff happening in my peripheral. Yep. And just in that, I was able to see so much dirty driving this weekend. And it, it honestly... So, you know, I had that, um, I had an unfortunate, unlucky stock buggy main, yeah, right? Your body and that's flew not off. what I'm, that's not what I'm referring to. Oh, uh, me and Trent getting together and what happened there. It was, yeah. it was a racing incident. It was, he, I saw a wreck happen in front of me that I don't think he saw. Yeah. So I slowed down a little bit, right. It was right after I passed him too. So he was, you know, in the heat of it, like, oh shit, I just lost a position. I'm going to try to get it right back. Well, yeah. I slowed down because, now I don't know for sure, but I think it was uh, Jordan Corton. I think he crashed in the triple area. Yep. And I was trying to avoid that. Well, <laughs> Trent ended up on top of me, and then just a series of unfortunate events <laughs> happened after that, and that's how I ended up two laps down. And I was like, okay, I'm not... I don't want to be on the track and ruin somebody else's race too. Yeah. So I'm just going to park it. And anyway, so I want people to know that <laughs> my, my bad attitude and not wanting to quote unquote race on clay for a while. It's not because of what happened to me in stock buggy. It is what I observed all day long. Well, a lot just, of that too. just dirt ass driving. I've watched dirt driving, but a lot of just that learn is where your brakes are. A lot of that. You have to know how to use your brakes. A lack of control. Like, I accidentally spun into Zach Van Dalen in the mini truggy main when he was lapping me because I was spitting out for some reason. Dude, I just overdrove it. I was frustrated. And unfortunately, sure. Zach got into my crash and he just got stuck on me. I felt really bad. Right. But, you know, things like that happen. But then, which is yeah, a lot of it. I take you. At some point, too. That I was, think that was I for was position. recovering from a spin. Yeah. But we were both 
even if we were going for position, we were both out of the race at yeah, that point. We were. Yeah. So you're like, you're like, go, go, go. And I'm like, I'm not going to go. I yeah. just took you out. It was. I'm, I'm uh, going to. Well, the thing is, so I pass you, and then I got loose, and you got into me. That shit happens, too. Okay. That that happens, too, but I saw a lot of intentional stuff or a lot of lack of control stuff. Right. Uh, but, yeah, when you when you tell me to go in that situation, I'm not going to go because yeah. I know what I just did. Yeah. So, so anyway. There's, many, there, there's so many levels to all this, too. You, you can't cover it all in a driver's meeting. No, I mean you talk about you talk about the the situations you just mentioned here. It's going to a level where you can't discuss that with individuals before a race. Yeah, uh, at five one zero when Sean was running the races, he at one point for the four wheel short course class, and it you know it was there for every class, but it was specifically aimed at the short course class. There was a little section of the track that was boxed off, and he would black flag your ass and stick you in there if you were driving too rough. (laughs) And as soon as he put that, I mean, it was painted into the track in the whole nine yards. As soon as he put that in there, it cleaned everything right up. Yeah. You know, and that's that speaks more than a than a driver's meeting ever will right there. You can mention a driver's meeting, but every time the drivers are standing on the stand looking at that little box right there, you, you know, you get pulled over into that thing and they hold you for 10 seconds. It's over. Right. Your race is done. Right. Right. So. It's, no, you're right. It's it is too. It's to, it's a culture thing. It, it's it's, it's up to the race time. director. Two, but you know, eight cars on that track, it's hard to keep track of everything. Oh, absolutely. I stepped in and uh, announced a couple races for him. I, I think it was just a normal club day. I don't think it was one of the one of the trophy races, but if you can do one thing really good, you can either watch the computer and keep everybody's times going well, or you can watch what's going on on the track. Yeah. And have a nice eye on what's going on out there. Getting people to move over for the leaders, this and that. Honestly, I don't think you should have to have a race director tell you, you know, who's coming up on you. You you should have a pretty good idea of what's going on in your race. At that point, you should. But one thing you and I discussed in private, Ryan, I'm going to bring it up here, is on the bigger race days at the 510... It should be if Mark qualifying on bigger race days. Yep, on- I agree. Um, but I, I came back with, when we did talk about this one-on-one, I said, I'm cool with heads up when there's like five of us. Yeah. And we're all just having a blast, driving our mini truggies, um, not much to worry about. That's fine. We, we've drawn, the two weeks ago we drew chips. Yep. For all of our starting spots, first qual, second qual, and mains. And it, we just left it up to luck of the draw. But like I said, there was only five of us. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. I. It was a nice try to do heads-up quals. And whatever, keep it for, for easy-going Thursday night racing. Um, I'm never going to tell chris what to do because it's not my place i no. didn't stick my neck out and save the 510 and literally save one of my favorite places to go racing i'm very grateful for that i just man i fucking hate <laughs> running heads up quals on a big day yeah that's, what it that's... means you know it's funny that a stupid trophy and and a few points mean something to us but they do 
They do. And that's why he gets the turnout. Right. So, anyway, so we're all running at the toy box Saturday. You betcha. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like 75% in. Uh, Assuming my C controller gets here. What am I? Yeah, yeah. If, hey, if you don't, um, you, what car is that for? Your mini truggy? My mini truggy. I'll bring, uh, message me Friday night if I need to bring my G3. Okay. I won't be doing anything that day. I will. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's so. so one of my buddies who's I do jujitsu with, he wants to try racing. So I'm going to see if he wants to take the trek over because, um, like I said, February 27th is my 15 year anniversary. I don't, I don't think I'll be racing that day. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I hope not for your sake. Ah, if you got the brain between your ears, you won't be. <laughs> Dude, so if I'm racing on the 27th, the wife has kicked me out of the house. <laughs> uh, ben, I, I kept you longer than I said I would, but I would be remiss if I didn't pinch hit somebody for that next segment. Do you got five minutes you can, you can still donate to us? Oh, heck yeah. Why not? All right. Uh, one of our segments on the show is called On the Tone. It's word association. <laughs> so I'm just going to I'm going to dump some RC terms at you quick fire and I just want you to blurt out whatever comes to mind when you hear yeah. them. Sound good? Gotcha. All right. If you and if you want to sponsor this segment, uh, Joe and I, we we've, we've only got the one sponsor right now. We've got room for more. We uh we will we will beat up a homeless person for your money. We would we would do just about anything really to get some sponsorship re- dollars rolling in here. Also, <laughs> really quick, really quick, um, we do have a new Instagram page. Ryan mainly runs it. I pop in there from time to time, so check out Ran Out of Talent on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. We have a YouTube page going, but there's no videos on there yet. Absolutely, and uh, to make it easier to find. Uh, your guys' racing posts. I came up with a few new hashtags. Uh, one is hashtag root. That's R-O-O-T, ran out of talent. And rootcast, so R-O-O-T-C-A-S-T. Those are a couple of hashtags that I'm going to try to use on all of the posts. And if you guys want us to see what you're doing and what you're up to, you can use the same. And uh, I check those every once in a while. It's It's literally just my own <laughs> posts right now. But, uh, I, I added one today. I added one today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very cool. So it's it's the on the tone segment, and here we go, Ben. Uh, first one is lipo fire. Oh, good <laughs> lord! <laughs> we both experienced it. You on a much grander scale. Yeah, that scares me still. Yeah. I, uh, ben, you know, and I just saw a Facebook post the other day with a dude that had a. Open cells wrapped in electrical tape in a four-wheel Jesus drive Christ. truck. <laughs> no. Serious. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, ben, would it? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I wrote all of these out before I knew that I was going to pinch hit you for that segment. And I'm not kidding. Lipo fire is the first one. I puckered up as soon as you said that. <laughs> uh, uh, moving right along here, the next one is dumpster fire. Uh, well, it's right along the same lines. Uh, you know, when I think dumpster fire, I think of uh, some of the cars Rufus has had on the track at one time. Or <laughs> <another>. <laughs> what yeah. happened to Rufus? 
dude's still around. He's yeah. just, uh, you know, he'll show up. He'll put a pizza box on top of an eight-scale buggy and call it a box and, <laughs> and run. With a giant brush guard for a front bumper. Yep. And if you think about it, he's having more fun than everybody else out there. So how can you fault that? Absolutely. He shows up for the second round of quals, and that's probably the only round he runs. <laughs> and then he packs it all up and leaves. Oh, yeah. man, I forgot about Rufus. <laughs> Oh, uh, TQ. TQ? That's my kid. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, Sam's that's a wheel just, man. Uh, him in short course and me always in, the, in front of the two spot on the on the podium when it's all said and done. <laughs> this one's going to be near and dear to your heart. It's touring car. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they look pretty. Oh, they're so cute. USGTs are cuter, though, aren't they, Joe? Oh, man. You get... USGTs just became a dumbed-down sedan. You know, they they used to be cool. Is it not the best-looking RC car class in existence? They used to be when it was the Camaro and stuff until, you know, the funny... It should have stayed the same. It's like everything else. It should have stayed the same. It didn't, and they started using dumb bodies. What about that body that Connor has? It might not be the fastest one, but is that not a sexy car? Do you think it'd be sexy car if his bomb white? Well, would you ever buy a whatever that car is, a two hundred thousand dollar car, and just have a boring ass paint job? Ah, <laughs> uh, most people do. It's got those that cool freaking futuristic wing thing going on, and ah, oh, I just. Yeah. I think USGTs are sexy. I do, I will concede, touring cars and the current cab-forward body, holy frick, are those things ugly. Yeah. Um, but, Ben, I'll have you know that the closest thing that I can uh, that I can compare driving the touring car to is mod two-wheel drive buggy. Oh, wow. Because the, the car's kind of loose, and it kind of drifts around, and you got to use the throttle to catch it. Oh, my God. Gosh, it's fun. Are you using? Huh. Are you doing the fixed timing motor class? Yes. Okay. Because that's the only thing that truly gets the numbers at dollar. I like that um, idea. If I ever become a decent on-road driver, I would consider trying to get thirteen-five uh, going. Okay. Having really fast cars that you really got to use the brakes on. So, and I know that just made. Uh, Anthony Swift's little guy move a little bit hearing that that somebody else <laughs> wants to run 135. Yeah. So, next one is Mini T. Mini T. Yeah, baby. Wow. <laughs> you really had these picked out before you knew me, huh? I swear yeah. I did. Uh that was my crutch. That was my crutch through the uh the pandemic when I was chicken shit to go out and race. Yeah. And uh how, what do you do you have many uh, upgrades that are easy to find, or is all your stuff really, really back backwoods trick stuff that people are doing? Uh, there's the tie wrap around the servo saver that's kind of a backwoodsy thing. Uh, the foams that I mentioned to you earlier is something I came up with. Most yep. of what we did was, was revolving around tires and just general chassis setup, and I don't think most people are using them for for fun stuff like that they're using them to bash and 
mm-hmm. speed run and you, crap like that. So you haven't you have been doing what I tried to do today. I'm trying to make it work on a track that's way too big for it as kind of a novelty. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be looking for probably, I, I haven't noticed a carbon front tower yet, but I know there's a rear out there. So I'm, I'm looking for that just because I, it's, it seemed like it was a little too easy for me to bust that front tower today. Um, if I was driving it on a mini T sized track with reasonable jumps for that vehicle, I think I would have been fine. Yeah. I can't imagine, I can't imagine breaking mine at this point. It felt like I could easily break it when I was running it at the box, but you know, other than that, I, I can't really imagine breaking the thing the way we're driving them in, in the uh, garage here at home. Are you guys throwing like a two liter of Coke down on your garage floor surface or anything like that? You know what's freaky? The best thing that I've found so far is to just mist simple green over the entire surface. Huh. Okay. And then you're you're basically popping wheelies. <laughs> and that's a, is that on the BK bars? No, I don't even have the BK bars. I've got the original stock tires with the closed cell foams in them. Those came with and step I, pins. I, st- I sanded off the step. We're down to the to the uh, the big lug down at the base. Oh, right on. Now we're talking. Uh, okay, uh, ride height. Ride height critical for the mini T. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know super, whether to take you seriously on that or not. It's, Super sensitive to ride heights. Super sensitive. Sure. Are you guys using those really soft stock springs? No, we got the we bought the kits, the spring kits. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I got right now, but it's you must be on silvers then, if you're not on blacks. I think it's a black in the front and a silver in the rear. Oh, okay. Right on. Think- Next one is Pro Four. Oh my baby, my baby. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the turnaround that you've had in general on the Pro 4 class in the last four years? Well, you used you know, to call it the pretty... stupidest class in RC when you were race directing. I always bag on it when I race direct because it's loud and it's obnoxious. <laughs> it is. And if you don't get a if you don't get a grip on it as a race director, it can get out of hand. And honestly, people could get hurt the way it turns yeah. out. Yep. Uh, but yeah. it's always been that class that I've I've always loved to run it. It's one of my favorite cars to drive. I remember back in the day at the 510 when we had the uh, that entire back section of pit tables was short course alley. The entire row of dudes back there were racing 4x4 short course. And it was just, it was mostly fast, clean racing. Well, there was um, a I lot still, of badasses that used to run it. Yeah. For sure. Yep. It was tough to make the A yeah. in, in Pro 4 before, specifically, even before you got into it. Yeah. It was it was a thing to get into that A, man. Uh, uh, what do we got for you? Titanium. Ick. <laughs> do you own any titanium parts? Because Joe thinks they are just absolutely essential. I don't think that. Uh, come on now. I don't think I <laughs> titanium parts i don't think i have a single one right now i think um the lunsford hd titanium tie rods are essential because they actually do add strength they do huh yeah and you see so they they will bend less than a stock aluminum one is what you're saying 
there is stock steel. Aluminum would just die. But, yeah, it would okay. for sure. Yeah. Well, Sorry. like with the B6, it's not an issue. But, like, with the um, you can any carpet race. You some ass yeah. at dollar. But, like, so I, my carpet car has the Lunsford, and it's never an issue. I think, I think I'm going to bend on that one, and I might actually get some for that so that I can eliminate some of that weight in the suspension and redistribute it where it's I want it. It's not about the weight. Uh, uh, it's not about the weight. It's literally about the strength. Uh, Lunsford HD tie rods, in comparison to stock associated tie rods, you only save seven grams. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yep, I did the weight. So it's always it's always all been all about the... the uh, Man, I'm really struggling. It's 918. I know. And and they do look nice. I I will admit to that. They do look nice. When we do this on a Sunday night, Ben, it's it gets rough sometimes. So this is a little bit better than normal, I I think. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, I got one for you. This isn't even on the list. Um it's uh uh distance learning. Oh, Oh, what a nightmare. What are you back to full school? We're back to full school now. Thank goodness. Oh, that's great. How are things going? How's being a teacher? Shop classes, distance learning are not fun at all. No. Right. What was, yeah. What did you even do? I built their projects. We got, yeah. we got uh, what, a third of the way through the semester, and the kids were hybrid before that, so they didn't get as far along on their projects as they did. And so I spent the remainder of the semester building their projects for them and showing them how I would have done it and how I was fixing their errors and all of that stuff. It was interesting. I mean, I got I got extra cameras and things like that, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably get in more stuff back into my uh, youtube channel again but uh hey it was it was interesting and uh, I, I i learned some stuff and hopefully the kids learned some stuff but i'm pretty sure they didn't learn as much as they would have if they were there right on have you uh have you taken any inspiration from uh cory hens has been putting some effort into racing videos the last year yeah I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at setup videos. I'm looking at woodworking videos. I'm All looking right. at uh, just some comedy that we can throw out there to laugh at. Uh, well, we should make, I mean, we should try to help make you a YouTube sensation then. <laughs> when you really kick this thing off, we should, we should make it a point to try to get you to a thousand subscribers and get you mon- monetized. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> huh? Huh? Hey, it's called that, the, it's what, called the bit that of video. That's my YouTube channel. What is that one video that you're notorious for? Uh, Board the grapes. <laughs> there it is. I added some new ones now on along those same lines, so you should check oh, them perfect. out. Perfect. Kind of a like a red greenish vibe. Uh, these are more like uh, a jackass vibe. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So make sure cool. you take quick of a glass of milk or something like that before you watch them and maybe you'll blow some milk out your nose <laughs> ben uh we really appreciate your time thanks for coming on the ran out of talent podcast again is uh who'd you like to thank well you have the floor here for all seven of our listeners well all seven of your listeners well obviously techno they've been awesome to us uh we love their stuff um have just loved running their cars all along. Um, all of the folks at the toy box that we've been racing with, 
my buds. I thank you guys for having me on here. And I, because she's sitting right here, and I, if I didn't say something, I'd get in trouble. I have to thank my amazing, beautiful wife for hey. being patient and kind to me and not crimping down on my uh, hobbies at all. Wonderful. Awesome. Sounds good. You're a model to the rest of us, Ben. You're your RC dad. Whether you like whether you like that or not, you kind of did it to yourself because you're such a great freaking guy to everybody that's getting into the hobby, and um, we're we're very lucky to have people like you in the sport. So thank you. That's cool. That's what I'm here for. Right on. Well, Ben, you have a good night, and uh, we will see you Saturday. Maybe see you Saturday. Yeah. All right. Have a good Take night, care, Ben. Guys. See you. <laughs> Oh. Maybe Ben can figure out how to get himself off the call. I had, there he is. I'm doing it on my phone tonight. Oh, okay. So I got it's hard you. to uh, do anything well. I think he's off now. There we there go. There we go. Now I got it. All right. So and I, then we're back. And we're back. We never left because I don't edit yet. I need. Yeah. <laughs> we edit when we get emails. Yeah, I edited. <laughs> I've edited a total of two things out of this podcast ever, and one of them you'll never. Well, the listener will never, ever, ever, ever know. Yeah, right. Actually, three things. Two of them, the listener will never, ever, ever know. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, the, that's just simple. Find the thing, drag and delete. Yep. So, anyway, and dude, I'm. But eventually, we're gonna. You're gonna have some work ahead of you because you are. You're kicking around the idea of getting some equipment. I'm not kicking around. To... I want it. I want it for both of my podcasts. I sent you that one board. It makes things mm-hmm. easier, and it makes it easier to travel with, and those big colored buttons are for drops. And, yes, it allows you to do sound drops, which it's – I don't know if that's something that we should leave you with for a responsibility or not, but that's – I mean – so here's That's what'll happen. Be. Here's what'll happen. The first show, maybe the first two shows, I'll get button happy. Maybe. <laughs> then well, after first that. of all, it's gonna be a lot of work because A, we need to timestamp funny things, and then you're gonna have to go back and cut them and do whatever the hell it takes to turn it into a drop. Yeah. It's gonna be a whole thing for you. You're gonna do at least fifteen minutes of prep work for the show, which is what, fourteen minutes more? Than usual? Yeah, maybe. Right. So. Who's it? Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. I got. I actually, I don't. You know, today was actually one of the days I was supposed to go to the gym, but I did not. I actually went to the tanning booth for the first time today. All right. And I that, just. Please yep. elaborate. I have psoriasis, and I do <sighs> not. Okay. I don't want to take any of the medication because the side effects are worse than the disease. Sure. And there is no sun I want to be out in right now. Right so on. I went to the tanning bed. Very good. And it actually... I did not. That is something I did not know about you. Well, I have a spot on my wrist right now, and it actually the first eight-minute session dried the living piss out of it. I really like what it did, so I'm going to go until it's all gone. Right on. Maybe I'll get, like, super tan like Hulk and shit like that. I just... Uh... I just Trent Fulmer uh, followed us on Instagram. Is does he race race cars one to one? He used to. He used to be very. He used to run a little bit of the World Series of Late Model. 
He's oh, cool. a very well-known modified driver. Right on. He just That's actually awesome. he just actually started listening to the show today. He goes, dude, I just listened to your podcast. He goes, wow. I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you for years. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you tell me a lot of things. It's like, yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you know personally that I'm a big fan of dirt oval racing. I, yeah. I don't do it myself, but... Trent yeah, and big I, fan. Trent and I have been friends since we were kids. We um, no way. We used to race BMX together. Okay. And then um, we tried getting like one of his old crappy Kyosho Stadium trucks to work way, way, way <laughs> back in the day. Sure. And then he started racing big cars, and it's like I ha- hadn't seen him in years and years and years. And then I saw him again at uh, Lakeside about twelve years ago racing mid- mini late models. Okay. So then, yeah, very we, cool. We've been in touch, and yeah, he's a, he's an awesome dude. Yeah, he is. He's a really nice guy. Quiet, but yeah, he, very good guy. He's quiet until you get him going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, all right, man. I'm just exhausted and out of content. Yeah, I can't and... imagine. Can't imagine why. I'm yeah. I'm out of content. I ran out of. Oh my gosh, we can't even do our sign off correctly. Let's do it. Yeah, we're, we're out of Joe. talent. We're out of talent. Bye guys. <laughs>